who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to a very special episode of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and today we are once again doing the creator of content series and today Special guest Eric from the Doing the Favor podcast will join us. Uh, you guys know them as the hashtag legwork guys, the uh, Coles, the Husky Heartthrob, all that other fun stuff. You could follow them on Twitter at Doing the Favor. We'll get more into that in a second. You can follow us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast and Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. We will be there, so make sure you're subscribing, and all these shows will go right into your device to listen to. We had joe from the our vantage point podcast time we've got a, a few other re- uh, recordings already banked and eric will be back soon with another kind of regular show thinking about doing another watch along because that was a lot of fun uh but lots of fun stuff if you want to support the show easiest way right now to do that with everything going on in the world just subscribe and listen to us and share some positivity in the world wrestling wise or other with your friends so like i said this is the content creator show and we have Eric from Doing the Favor joining us. It was a lot of fun to talk to him about their background, how they got started, some technical stuff. He was pretty humble on how he's created the show and how it's grown and how his little community's kind of grown, which is very, very cool. So I think you guys will get a big kick out of this. Uh, nothing else really to say except enjoy Eric from Doing the Favor. Here comes the Okay, so we are going to go on the line now. We have the host, co-host, I guess. Well, it depends what hell he wants to introduce himself as. From the Doing the Favor podcast, Eric. Eric, how's it going? It's going good, buddy. Thank you, Steve, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Me and Barry always say we prefer mutual hosts. We used to have a back and forth about that. I would say, he's my co-host. He'd be like, oh, so you're the lead host. It was always kind of a funny thing, so it's funny you touched on that. Well, I mean, Eric and I joke too, but I mean, let's be honest. There's one host, and it's you, and it's me on iShow. Let's be honest there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, sorry, Barry. <laughs> we we were joking about this right before we started recording, talking about how like, you know, Barry has one job; it's to record, and like, uh, you do a lot of the other stuff, and it's kind of similar with our show too, where I do a lot of the tech, I do the technical stuff and the the hosting stuff, and uh eric my eric on my show uh, gives me kind of a crap sometimes he's like you know what you take credit for everything you reject my ideas but it's all good someone's got to, there's got to be a driving force somewhere so for me it's really easy because barry is so if you listen to our show and if you ever meet him he's such a go with the flow kind of guy not a lot of resistance mm-hmm. we have such a good rapport we've been doing it for so long that i think that he trusts me and he knows i'm a control freak then i'm gonna you know whatever he does i'm gonna have my hands in anyway so he really just let me do it and save himself the hassle i guess but yeah run the social media uh formatting the show kind of that kind of thing pacing it that kind of thing is what i like to do we'll 
We'll get into all that stuff here as we go along with the interview. Uh, guys, if you want to follow Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor podcast, super simple, at Doing the Favor on Twitter. When you guys are tagged and a lot of stuff like we are all the time, there's lots of interaction. It's it's super fun to be a part of whatever community you want, whether it's hashtag fig life or like you guys have the legwork hashtag or whatever it is. We're all out there having fun. You also now have a website that is pretty new. So before we get into the technical interview stuff, we're going to talk about what's this website you guys just launched pretty recently. Yeah, so the website was something that we've talked about for a little bit, but just it was basically just an, a loose idea we never followed up on. Then when my wife, Rachel, we if you listen to our show, you hear us joke about the marketing director. And she really is that. She's somebody who has come in and she really enjoys that aspect. She knows how to design a web page. So we worked on that for probably a month on what we wanted it to be. And she would present it and we'd have little tweaks to it. Until eventually, you know, we have the it's a place where people who are creative can come blog. Like people in our community, I feel like we have a lot of creative people as far as artists, as far as people that blog, takes on wrestling, wrestling figures, whatever it may be. So we wanted to kind of give these people a platform to kind of, you know, kind of flex their creative muscle a little bit on top of spotlighting different people in the community. We've spotlighted Hova. We spotlighted Anthony Greco, two guys that have amazing collections. And I thought those Q and A's came off very well. Also a buy, sell trade, which was called that. It was called fig trading. Now it's like, you know, our things legwork. So go to the legwork tab. That's where if you want to hook somebody up with a figure for cost plus shipping that's not in distribution you can go there if you're looking for something you can post it there if you're looking to trade kind of the same idea so it's and it's a safe place uh it, it, it's free we approve all members if somebody gets out of hand we will delete them we luckily we haven't had that yet it's been a really cool deal i've probably mm -hmm. moved i've probably sent six or seven figures out myself in fact i'm getting ready to post a couple more here tonight probably but that website's uh, doingthefavor.com, by the way. You forgot the most important yes. thing when talking about that. Working director's pretty simple, though. Yeah, doingthefavor.com. Very simple. We have uh, fig spotlights. RJ Krasinski has uh, match spotlights he talks about. Chris Rucker likes to spotlight various wrestlers. And people just, you know, it's just kind of a safe place to go. And it, it's really cool for me to see people submit these articles. And you can tell how much work and passion they put into it. And it's, it's just... It's, a, it's another creative outlet for people that we want to provide, and it's just really fun. Just there's Facebook groups, there's mm -hmm. all Patreons, all kinds of things like that. We just, that's just kind of our thing. So doingthefavor.com, come join us. It's free. Interact with us. It's really, we think it's really cool. Yeah, and it's a place for people to have some type of content outlet creation, uh, which is the main point of the series of interviews I'm doing is we've had a show now for a few years, and I've been interested as I talk to other people, whether it be in person or on Twitter or whatever, about kind of their process. And I found that a lot of times it's something I'm like, oh, I didn't think of something like that. Or, oh, that's interesting. I thought it was totally different. Uh, for you guys, I'm just going to start at the beginning. One, what made you guys decide, all right, we're going to start a podcast, which it's not that hard to do at the end of the day, if you depending on how good of a show you wanted to make it. Uh, but what made you decide? Was it you? Was it Barry? Who was like, let's do this show? So initially, we had a show in 2012. Actually, it was on uh, it was on Blog Talk Radio, which is just a call-in mm -hmm. format, and we were doing the standard WWE review at the time. You know, there was right. there was TNA we had the Aces of Eights thing going on, I believe. But other than that, it was pretty much the Raw review, the SmackDown review, and the pay-per-view. If we got it, this is pre-network, and it was really associated with 
a Facebook group and we had, it was like a live call in show and it got to the point where I just didn't like doing it anymore. It felt repetitive and boring. It was kind of like making me not love watching wrestling. So I felt like I had to like take notes for a show instead. Yeah. So we kind of got away from that. And then in 2018, when they announced they were having all in, Barry always said to me, we always, we've always kept on good terms. You know, I just didn't want to do the show. No hard feelings back then. He always said, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever want to go to a wrestling show, hit me up. You know, I might be your guy. You know, here they're having a show in Chicago. He's in Wisconsin. I'm in Columbus. I didn't have a friend here that really want to make a financial commitment ahead of time. If you guys remember what it was like to get tickets for that. So yeah. Barry said he would go. And I was like, you know what, dude? We should do a podcast and kind of chronicle our journey for this. And that was the initial idea for the podcast was um, us getting tickets off StubHub for the for All In, uh, buying the meet and greets. We had platinum passes for StarCast. Uh, meet and greets, eat and greets. Every week, if you guys remember, they were rolling them out all the time. We were always talking about them, breaking them down. We had Ballard Club guy on the show one time. He was going to meet up with us. And yeah, it was. Uh, we didn't really think about after All In, there would be nothing yeah. else to talk about. But it was just something fun to do at the time. We didn't think anybody would listen. We'd be frank, we didn't really care. We just wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting too when you talk about evolving shows. And as I've talked to other people and even our own show here, we've evolved from what I you thought it was going to be to what it's kind of turned into. And so now, when would you say you guys really got going with kind of the format you have now? To me, it seems like it's been maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years for you guys, where it seems like you're in kind of a format of we're doing figs, we're doing merch, we're doing, you know, this type of stuff. So what, when did you start the format you're in now? And how did it get there? So after All In, we were, uh, we were still on Blog Talk at the time. We went back to that format, and we were doing – the basic reviews again of different shows that we watched, just random topics in wrestling. And at the time I was starting to get back into figures, having discovered mm-hmm. fully posable and other podcasts. I was getting, you know, starting to get that, you know, hobby itch again, for lack of a better sure. term. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm loving this thing. I'm really into it. I have a podcast. I want to talk about it too. So it started to be like towards the end of every show, I would talk about what figures I was buying or what was coming out, what was I was excited about. And that eventually started taking up like that figure talk started creeping more and more and more as far as time. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to have the standard two hour podcast like everybody has. Let's split this thing up. Let's do one about wrestling at the time then one about figures and merch. And we let's go to a new format. Let's record differently. Let's not do the live call in deal. And let's just let's just try it and see what happens. And I feel like that. I don't know if it was a shorter format. I had better energy through the show. I know Barry said he has. We did a couple giveaways, which got some mm-hmm. eyes on our product, and people listened and seemed to like it, and just kind of went from there, man. When you, I, I kind of remember that you guys were. It was. I, I don't want to like. What's the the common term? Of meteoric meteoric rise or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't talk right now, but. Uh, it seems in the past year. I don't know if, like you said, it's your giveaways or what. Your presence online, and whether it be Twitter or whether it be actual shows you guys are going through, is kind of rapidly increasing. Is that something that when you guys were doing it, you're like, all right, people are listening more. Let's start cranking out more shows and let's start putting more effort into this. Into this, Because like you said, when you first started, your thought was, I don't care if I'm going to listen to this. This is kind of for us. When did that turn happen when you're like all right let's start pushing this more and more now you got like i think sock boot socks coming out to that point we'll talk about your merch later but when when did you see that that happening for you guys i would say about april 2019 right around wrestlemania mm-hmm. we had a 
we had GBM on the show one time and we had a lot more listeners what we were accustomed to getting. And that was like, it wasn't like a let's take this serious kind of thing. So I really don't feel like we've ever taken ourselves too serious. But yeah, it was like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to be a little more, uh, we're going to record this time and we're going to be ready for this and we're going to pay attention to this. And it's all, and we're always going to make it fun. We're not going to feel like we have to do this. And, and that was just kind of it. I mean, I don't, I don't think that we've changed too much. I think that people may have just found us and we've made friends to the community that have been very great in supporting us and championing our show and telling people to listen to us. You know, our reviews have been like, you know, so-and-so told us about our show and holy S what a podcast, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, to me, it was, it was just great. Like I think people just kind of found us to be honest. So w- would you say, did you guys put any effort into growing your audience or did you just kind of let people that listen do it for you? So it was a lot of the giveaways and being active on social media. Um, mm-hmm. getting tagged with a lot of stuff. I know when Fully Posable put us over on their show, that was a really big moment for us because they have such a loyal, rapid fan base. And I think whenever you come through with a figure podcast after them, you know, we made very clear that we didn't want to copy them. We have all the respect in the world for them, that we are fans of their show. We just think that, like, this is something we're passionate about too. I think them putting us over and us coming in with maybe that right approach and just networking the proper way helped us out a lot. But the yeah. giveaways, not just doing the giveaways, but interacting with the giveaways. And a lot of times, if somebody, like, I see somebody liking our stuff or retweeting us on Twitter, I'll slide the DMs back, man, thank you. You know, I'm, yeah. we don't have, like, a huge, huge, huge audience, but we've grown a lot more than what we thought we were going to. And every little support we get, I, I'm very appreciative of. And I've made so many good friends through the show, mm-hmm. through the social media account, the Ohio Players and Jeff and, and you guys and I mean it's just yeah so I think just forming those good relationships and then just it kind of going from there man people just thinking we're cool people for lack of better and I'm trying to try, I'm trying to sound arrogant you know what I mean no I get it I get what you're saying and basically you're not going to be too cocky or be a jerk or another thing I'm sure you get it too like someone will follow you follow back and you'll get a DM like I don't know you and they're saying hey here's our show listen to it mm-hmm. like that's your first interaction with them and I don't know if that's ever worked in the history of DMs, hmm. so <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That'd be my advice to new podcasters out there is uh, at first, you're probably not going to be very good. And that's something you just have to realize. When you guys were first doing, not your, your old blog talk radio show, but where you're at now, were there any trial and errors you kind of went through that you look back on? You're like, oh, I wish we didn't do that, or we could have done this different or that different? Audio. Okay. Audio is something that was really, it took us a long time to, I feel like it's still a work in progress, but we're a lot better than what we were probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, investing better microphones, figuring out how to, you know, Barry does all the editing. So him just basically teaching himself how to do that, you know, put it through, yeah. equal, just put it through an equalizer and things like that. We don't do have, we're pretty much for the most part live to tape with some mild editing, I say. So, yeah, but that was the big thing was me and Barry have always had a good chemistry. So there's not a lot of us talking over each other. Maybe me, because I, I probably get a little too wordy sometimes. But for the most part, it was just audio. I would listen and be like, what the hell? <laughs> well, I, I get that. And like you, and audio is a big, important thing. No matter how good your show is, if it doesn't sound actually good, it might be tough to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely noticed an improvement of your show over the past six to eight months or whatever, however time frame it is when I tune into you guys. What what equipment are you currently using? What are you using? Do you know what Barry's using? What's your current setup? I don't know. I think that Barry's just using like about a hundred fifty dollar Yeti. Yeah, microphone. I'm using the Samsung G- Samsung G Track Pro. Uh, we record over Skype, 
So, and then he handles all the editing and stuff on his end. But for the most part, just getting the mics and the volume right and just spending the money was the was the way to go. There's no real way around it. How'd you end up picking what you're at now? Were you look just looking at YouTube reviews or recommendations, stuff like that? My wife got it for me for my birthday. <laughs> so she picked it yeah. out for you. <laughs> like, I like it. So I asked uh, our first one of our first guests, uh, Joe from the, our Vantage Point podcast, when you first started this show, the show you're in now, what was your wife's reaction? Was she supportive of it? What was other people's reactions? Because eventually it comes up when you're like, yeah, I have this podcast I do. Like, what are people's initial reactions when you told them about it? Rachel was happy. She, Rachel is, I'm very lucky that I have somebody in my life that supports me and no matter what I do, as long, you know, as long as I, her, in her mind, I think that like, I'm doing something healthy. I have a, a creative outlet. Uh, I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything bad. I'm not running around. Like before her, like I used to be a bit of a party boy. Now I'm sitting at home watching wrestling, doing podcasts and stuff. I think that just, that makes her real happy. My friends, a lot of them are wrestling fans and they're very supportive of it. Like they think it's a very cool thing. Like they buy my shirts and stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, coworkers, you kind of get that side eye, you know, because yeah. a little bit like wrestling for like, like what Hulk Hogan does type thing. You know what I mean? But well, that WrestleMania is still around. <laughs> right. Right. But I think after a while, like I've just never, I've never been ashamed of it. I don't know. I, I've never been like, felt like, Oh yeah, I do this show, but don't tell anybody like, no, this is what I do. I'm proud of it. I feel like, after I'm long gone, this audio will be around for somebody to hear. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a very healthy hobby, and I, I if anything, I, a lot of times me and Barry's show is just me and me and my buddy just BSing for an hour, yeah, and ribbing each other and having fun with people who listen to us and ribbing on GBM and things like that. Like, that's stuff we have fun with, so we 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 keep it fun. That that's good. It's it's. And I'm not embarrassed to be like a wrestling fan mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like if you come to my basement, there's tons of wrestling crap down here. It's fine. I'm I'm not embarrassed, but I do pause from time to time to tell people that I have a podcast. I don't know why. I still think it sounds pretentious, and I know that's a completely ridiculous thing to say. But it's like, oh, I have a podcast, like type of thing. And I don't know if anyone else has ever felt that. Like when you try to tell someone you do something, but I'm trying to get better at not being like self-conscious about it i should say so it's good that you're like nope this is what i do everybody <laughs> pay attention i'm wearing my own merch yeah for sure i mean for i mean i've always been like i only care about the first the mirror thanks and my wife and we're all cool with it so i've never thought about it. my friend i guess i'm different because my, my friends are wildly supportive of it and they listen to the show so that makes it cool yeah and what's funny too is I, I found that like when i do tell people that aren't necessarily my friends or just coworkers, they're like oh really and like they're super like impressed and have a lot of questions for it uh we actually at my job, uh, we want they wanted to do as a team a podcast, and, I was, and people are like, I don't know how to do a podcast. I'm like, uh, I kind of know how to do one, <laughs> and then like I, I like hosted it, and they're like, Oh wow, you're really good. I'm like, Thanks, yeah, appreciate it. Done it a few times. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, one thing I noticed doing that though with people that have never recorded before is how sometimes how not I guess it is difficult to do sometimes to have a conversation that's real. But at the same point, it's not like something you would have if someone was just at your house having a beer. It's a little bit different. Uh, did you ever struggle to find that uh, rapport with the host where the ta- where the uh, conversation sounds natural, but at the same time, there was no awkward long pauses too? So me and Barry have always said, like, we don't want to sound like we're trying to have a show, if that makes mm-hmm. any kind of sense. Like, we always want to be ourselves. And I have a buddy who actually is a, he's a singer in a band around here in Columbus 
and he always told me like I, when we first started doing it, it's like man i just feel kind of awkward doing it like I, I don't really quite know when to talk or what to say sometimes i'm a little hesitant he's like oh dan don't worry about it you'll find your voice and for some reason yeah. whenever he said that it just like clicked in my mind like yeah dude just talk like i talk like it'll come natural and the most, i figure it'll sound better if i just say what's on my mind and don't try to hide it and don't try to clean it up. Like we're a little more, you know, we're a little more rude and crude than a lot of podcasts. We're just going to say what's on our mind. We don't, we're probably the one figure podcast that doesn't have a ringside collectibles promo code. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's coming anytime soon. So yeah, for us, like I don't put a microphone in front of my face to censor myself or talk another way or try to be anybody other than myself. So what about, I don't know if you've got come across this yet. uh, Maybe some type of, criticism both positive and negative and how you guys have been able to take that um as you've had your show over the past couple of years we've been fairly lucky the one thing i think we caught a little heat on was the audio mm-hmm. to which it was one of the things where i looked at barry like see see it does matter okay <laughs> if anything it just kind of cemented my point in, in an argument we were having but you know we've been called i think that we've had people who didn't know that like we were had a good relationship with fully posed will tell us that we were like copycats of them or something like that, you know, and we've, we've got, and then mm-hmm. Jeff was real quick to swoop in and be like, no, 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 they're good dudes, you know? Yeah. So maybe that, but we've had, I mean, I don't want to get too into it. I guess there's been issues with other podcasts from time to time that's come up, but try not that. No, we don't have to, we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Like let's switch. So like positive feedback is good and bad. Right. It's good because it could like, we've gotten stuff like, oh, this is a great, great show. But at the same point, you don't want to be repeating yourself over and over again, just having the same type of show every week. How have you guys taken some of the positive feedback you've gotten and the fun you've gotten on Twitter and, and wherever else and use that to make a better show? It's just motivating for me. Like when I have people, I always tell my wife, because we always drop on Tuesday nights. So a lot of people listen on their way to work on Wednesdays or whatever throughout the day on Wednesday. I always tell Rachel, like, man, everyone should have a Wednesday like I have. And that's, I have Mm -hmm. people that support us that text me or DM me and tell us they love the show or it was great. Or Barry said this, that was funny. Or when when Barry read the Manscaped ad, that was hilarious. Or, oh, you got this figure. It's always something really cool. And I think that just that we've built, helped build, I'm sorry, helped build a community and met a lot of people, a lot of friends that kind of give us that positive affirmation every Wednesday. I think that it's really, really a motivating thing. Yeah, it helps you keep going with the show. At least a couple people are listening in my head. Like right. to me, it's always been as long as like two or three people are listening, I'm going to keep doing st- keep doing a show. And I, it was another thing you mentioned, all like people DMing you or you seeing people listening to your show. Uh, it's something I kind of lose sometimes because I'm the main person on social media. I'm the PPW podcast Twitter account, and you're the doing the favor Twitter account. So my co-host Eric, he sees a lot of the stuff. Um, the tweets from a different perspective, like through his timeline, where it'll be someone will tweet like a screenshot or a picture of the radio with our newest show on it saying, listen, he goes, that's really awesome to see. He's like, I show my girlfriend. She's like, well, really? And you know this person? He's like, not really. And so that's cool to see. And um, it sounds like you still get a, a big kick out of seeing stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's the same same people kind of do it, but it never ceases to amaze me. Like the fact that like Mike the Cleaner up there in Buffalo is taking the time to listen to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and loyally, you know what I mean? Or, or somebody in Australia. We've had people from the UK, obviously our friends in Canada. Uh, Jeff's done it out in California. Uh, we have a lot of listeners out in California, yeah. actually. Wando, BC underscore Ray, the Kings of Drip, shout out. You know, so just those guys that just go out of the way, support us. And I feel like almost to a degree, like they're along for the ride. 
if that makes any sense because they've, yeah. they've helped grow this thing so much that yeah man it just it really it's really cool to see them champion the show like that what about uh ways i guess if you're looking to grow your audience going forward i know we talked about earlier how you initially grew it is your plan what's your plan for that or do you have a plan you're just like we're gonna keep doing our show if they come they come or do you have a plan to get more people to listen i think the websites could be a pretty big catalyst for us yeah as far as people i guarantee we're gonna have somebody like hey you can go to doingthefavor.com and they have you know elite 75 figures they find out in the wild for cost plus shipping you know you're gonna get a pete done there for cost plus shipping if eric can find it or whoever and that might bring them to the website then they figure out it's a podcast or yeah i always tell myself i need to be more active on social media i know that sounds crazy today's time sometimes but there's always things I could follow up on. Sometimes I'm at work. I don't look at it for two, three, four hours or get lazy in the DMs. And it's hard for me to respond. So being more communicative on social media and probably yeah. the website. Or if you get tagged in a thread yes. and you miss stuff from time yes. to time. That, that, that's always something that I feel super bad about. Like when you'll get that 20-plus notification, you're like, okay, somebody might have actually messaged me directly and I might have missed it. So that's something I kind of get paranoid about from time to time. You don't have to say as you could say as little as much as you want about this part, but from the behind the scenes of when your last show ends to the next show, when does your prep start for the next show? How far in advance do you think of your next show? Is it week to week? Is it sometimes it's on the fly? Like what's kind of your behind the scenes? And again, kayfabe brother, you could tell as much or as little as you want about that. So I kind of keep notes throughout the week. And that was something I kind of got from Jeff one day. When something happened mm-hmm. on like a news day, because we record on Tuesday nights, and something happened on like a Thursday, me and Jeff were talking about it. He's like, "Now be sure to put it in your notes." I was like, "You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I should. I should <laughs> keep notes." So I kind of keep notes, light notes throughout the week. There's a couple websites and uh, Twitter accounts I rely on as far as uh, breaking news for the for the for the figure world. So then on, I would say on Monday night. That's when Barry kind of writes out his part of what he wants to do as far as like promotional stuff. I'll kind of, then the format will kind of start to come together. It's a really light back and forth with me and Barry. Like he's like, whatever, brother, I don't care. And then I send, I send him a copy of the format probably day of maybe we record about nine 30 my time, nine o'clock my time. He'll get it maybe about four o'clock Eastern time. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even know if he even really looks at it. It just if anyway, it's just kind of a, a a map for him, you know, where we're going. So, well, you're the you're the driver, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good there. Uh, another question I would have for you, besides the prep and all that stuff, post show when you're done, you said Barry's kind of the technical guide stuff. Uh, you record your show, you're done, and then what's kind of the you record your show? How long's the process from when you stop it? to when it's out for people to listen to. Depends on how much editing, how much dumb stuff I say throughout the show that I has to be taken out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if there's not really much dumb stuff and it's, it's a pretty smooth show, I mean, it can be very quickly. Sometimes it's... If you guys ever see it closer to midnight, you guys know I probably said some dumb stuff, so... <laughs> I like that's that's a good thing to to point out. I like that. I like the closer to midnight thing. Yeah. What about uh, some of your influences? If you have any for your guys' show, not necessarily about oh, I'm gonna copy their style. I mean, obviously, you guys in fully posable are somewhat tied because of the subject matter. But any other shows you like out there, or any other broadcasters even that you listen to, like, huh, I kind of like what they say, whether it's sports talk radio or a disc jockey or whatever it is. Any influences you guys have? Hmm. I bet me and Barry probably have really different answers on that. For me, we're talking to you. <laughs> for me, I'm a big Conrad Thompson guy. I love all his podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably do the watch along tonight when I get off here recording on Wednesday, obviously. 
behind the curtain, brother, fifth, fourth wall. But, <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think maybe sports guys, not, I'm not really a big talking head sports guy. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really not like I, like first take and skip and Shannon and things like that. I don't watch those shows. I like other wrestling podcasts. I think Jeff does a great job, although I don't listen to their show before I record because I don't want to like regurgitate what they say. It makes sense for sure. So I want to come for, and I always tell Jeff that. So on Tuesday, Jeff, like you listen to the show. I'm like, no, dude, I will listen to it tomorrow. I'm recording tonight. I don't want to be, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a uh, Jeff jr. Here. <laughs> well, you're not going to be Jeff jr. Don't worry. Uh, breaker. I'll and, make sure that breaker and Bane. You obviously, I think you guys do a great job, uh, especially your pacing and your audio is, I've always aspired to have your audio. I'm just to be frank, but breaker and Bane, I think they're great. Breaker's been on our show. I think Bane is a uber, uber talented guy. I admire, yes. I admire their works from everything that he can do as far as rapping to, you know, the other shows he does to Breaker and Bane. Like to me, he's a super talented guy. I admire him a lot. He actually did the outro for our show. So I could, mm-hmm. yeah, I could talk. Barry always says I got a man crush. I could talk about him all day. I, I think he's a super talented guy. Uh, Boots of face. I think Chris Rucker has a great delivery, a really great delivery, like next level. Trying to think yeah. what else. Uh, you don't have to have a ton more. I mean, that's yeah. more than I thought you'd have, to be honestly. <laughs> and, no, that, that's good, though. That's good to hear. It's, it's good to listen to a variety of things. And I'd put, like, Conrad's shows under, like, the quote-unquote professional podcasters. Right. And then, like, a few other people you mentioned, this is more of, like, a hobby, but we're still passionate about it, and there's different levels of stuff. So it's good to listen to stuff, and it's cool that with all the shows out there, you know, Jericho's podcast and Stone Cold's and Cold Command, all these shows – that people take time to listen to quote unquote fan podcast is super humbling and, and super cool. So I'm glad people are doing that and embracing it. Uh, social media is a big thing and you run the doing the favor Twitter account. I run the PPW podcast, Twitter account, any other social media stuff you do besides Twitter? Is that your main force? Obviously the way out the website now, but is Twitter the main thing to communicate with everybody? Twitter's the main thing. It's the way to go. I'm again, you asked me earlier about growing the show. I need to get better on IG as far as just being more active with it and posting pictures of stuff that I either see or that I'm buying or whatever it may be. That's something that I feel like I really dropped the ball and I always apologize to Barry about it. <laughs> but Twitter is pretty much our main thing. That's, I, I love Twitter. I've been on myself since 2009. Yeah. The show's had an account since 2018. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I love Twitter. I really do. What's I, what's the most important thing to you just this is you're not talking for Barry. You're talking for you. What's the most important thing about your show to you? Having fun. Okay. I, I, I to me, it's it's an outlet and it's a hobby. And unless I have some kind of financial obligation towards it, which we're not quite to that point, we are you know getting a little bit. And that's it's nice. But if I if it ever becomes a chore and it's something that I have to do and I'm not into it, I won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, what, another we used to mention a little bit about some. Uh, monetary value a little bit. Let's talk about your guys' merchandise, which is T-shirts, obviously, but you're expanding a little bit now to what my, the newest thing I saw was boot socks. How'd the merchandise thing go? Who's design, designing these T-shirts? Who's throwing them up on, you know, uh, what a maneuver and wherever else you got them? Who's, how'd the whole merch thing start and where's it going from here? So that, again, that's the marketing director. And she was okay. appalled whenever she came on, which we'd be on, I'd say she came on about two, three months ago, which we had been this format we have now for about a year. Uh, she saw we were growing. She saw the followers. She saw the numbers. She also saw that we only had one shirt. 
And that was when she was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to step in. Let me see what I can do. I'm going to bounce some ideas. I'll come back with you. Tell me what you think. And that's when she listened to the show a few times when she first started listening to it. Now she listens to it religiously. And she, you know, the husky heart throbs. Okay. You know, people sounded like Barry and that whole gimmick. So let's get that shirt out. Your logo needs updated. You know, everyone kind of has the Hasbro thing. Shout out Jason Wolf. He did our initial one. It was great. It got us through. Yep. It kind of put us on the map. But we wanted to do something different. So Rachel knows somebody who drew up a nice logo tee. I kind of showed her, like, the Roots of Fight shirts and things like that. Like, I kind of want, like, a more classic logo and with a classic belt. If you look on the microphone, mm-hmm. it's the old Winged Eagle belt on there. Um, the Ohio Players shirt, again, we have this cool little group of people here in Ohio and just outside of Ohio that actually meet up and go to toy shows and go do legwork together. So that had to be a shirt. And obviously the hashtag legwork, that's kind of been our staple a little bit. That's kind of our little – the hashtag was probably the one thing that helped us out a lot just because I didn't realize it was going to catch on like it did. Yeah. And that, we've sold more legwork shirts than anything else. So – yeah, it's interesting. You never know what's going to be popular mm. when you're doing stuff. And uh, the hashtag legwork is something that – and people that maybe don't even know it came from you guys now, that's how you know it became big is they don't know where it came from because right. they're using legwork, which has got to be very cool for you guys. And you can give the quick you know, 30-second backstory on that. Go ahead. Something I just said on the show one day. I used to yeah. – I'm a, I'm a big sneakerhead. So it was always, and this is back in the day before you could actually like reserve online. You actually had to go to the stores and wait in line. We used to always call it putting in that legwork. You know, if you put mm-hmm. in the effort, it made getting the shoe that much more sweet. You know, so that's mm-hmm. that, that's kind of it was almost like a like a like a trophy. You know, like I did this, I was willing to sacrifice. I sat in line for three hours. I spent this amount of money, and when I started collecting figures again, I was like, holy hell, the supplies. It's the same awesome. thing. And I just said it on the show one day, and I think that like just something cool people liked and just kind of related to because it kind of relates to the effort of going in and this pre-COVID, but you would go to seven Walmarts in a day or whatever. And people understand that effort of going and taking an L, taking an L, taking an L till finally you walk in and you see that, you know, elite flashback Ricky Steamboat on the peg. That's when it's worth it. Yeah. It's a definitely a different feeling from when you, Mm -hmm. you you see it in the store and then placing the Amazon or the ringside or, or, you know, a megalopolis order. It's a, it's a big difference. So that's cool. Uh, last couple things here. One, what are kind of your goals for your show? Do you have long-term goals? Is it all short-term? What are you thinking for you guys at doing the favor? To be honest, Steve, this, um, we've grown so much in the past year. It's still wrapping my head around that a little bit. <laughs> as far as like when I tweet something, it gets likes, you know, now, yeah. and, <laughs> and a year, I think over a year ago, we had, I think seven downloads, 12 downloads and mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden people, it caught on. So the future, um, again, I don't put like a monetary value on it. It'd be nice to get sponsorship maybe, but mm-hmm. we're so focused on this website and growing it and growing this community that just maybe get more people to listen, man. That's it. I mean, sell merch, get people to listen, join the website, kind of join this revolution. That is the fig life legwork community. Awesome. And another thing is, what advice, if any, would you give to someone that says, I wanted to start a show? Like, what's a couple things, like, I wish someone told me this, or what's a couple pieces of advice you would want to give to somebody? Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to sound like somebody who's trying to have a show. Be yourself. 
have fun. That's going to come through because eventually the act is going to wear off and you're going to show your true self eventually. So just be yourself. Have fun. Enjoy. Talk about what you enjoy. You know, find something you're passionate about. Talk about that and put your own spin on it and be nice. Be kind. Don't be negative. Don't crap on other people. Just have fun with your space and enjoy your platform because you, again, it's a platform you created yourself not for anybody else is for you to get your message out there and, and treat it like that. That I think is a perfect way to put it is just be yourself and have fun. So that's, that's awesome. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on for this, for this content creation project I'm doing really appreciate it. You want to follow them as always. It's on Twitter at doing the favor and then doing the favor.com. And if they want to pick up a t-shirt, where can they go? If you want to pick up a t-shirt, you can go to doing the favor.com over to merch we have five t-shirts on there. We'll take you right over to whatamaneuver.net. Also, Steve mentioned earlier, we have socks coming out that are designed like wrestling boots. Yes, that's a real thing. Socks They're great. coming out. Great, by the way. Great picture. Doing the favor Twitter. Take a look at them. They're great. Yeah, uh, socks coming out that looks like wrestling boots. Um, they say legwork down the side with our show logo. Again, a creation of the marketing director. We're taking pre-orders now, and they're actually selling fairly well, a lot better than I thought. So... Yeah, man. They're only going to be for a limited time, too. So go on the website and pre-order. Awesome, man. Well, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. One last thing. Uh, we've got to stop tweeting out the picture of you and Jeff at the bar post uh, all out because there's a picture of me in the background where I look like I'm the most pissed off person in the world. So let's stop sharing that picture. It's Chad, Horror Movie Barbecue's favorite picture. So that's my one request. It's, ne it's never going to die. You know what I always think about um, <laughs> is you like walking with your head down, like kicking rocks or something just sad. That's what you look like to me. And I'm going to Photoshop myself out of it like George Costanza did in that Seinfeld episode yes, years back. Yes, And then draw myself in. So I'm just teasing you. Thanks, Eric for coming on and again follow Eric and Barry at doing the favor and subscribe and wherever you get your favorite podcasts from they'll feed right into that thanks Eric thanks Steve again huge thank you to Eric from the doing the favor podcast for coming on you could follow them on Twitter, as we said over and over again at doing the favor check out that website doingthefavor.com Super fun to listen to someone who I thought had just started, but really they've been around for a few years and their audience is growing. And I know I see that hashtag legwork hashtag all the time. So keep doing that legwork out there. Keep being cool to each other and keep watching bad wrestling or good wrestling like I do too. I We have a few more shows coming up, like I said, in this content series. So keep an eye out for that. And as always, subscribe to us on iTunes, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Subscribe, whatever your podcast app is. We'll feed right into it, and you can get all these great shows coming up. Eric will be back very, very soon, maybe even today. Today's, I think, Wednesday, and I'm releasing the show on Wednesday. So maybe even today Eric will come out, and we'll record a watch along for you guys. Follow us on Twitter, PPW Podcast, for all our fun interactions, show updates, et cetera. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you soon.